0: The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive.
1: It's Saturday. You know what that means. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast AEW Dynamite Review. It's your boy, Big Tasty, as always. Joined this time. I mean, it was Aaron two weeks ago. It was Jay last week. It's Troy this week. How's it going, Mick?
0: Hola. Yeah, I'm good, man. Good. It's. Uh, oh. It's on the on the other side now, the grass is definitely greener, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, this is weird. It's like <laughs> when
1: your boss comes into your cubicle sure you're not fucking around at work. Um, <laughs> I've got a got podcast daddy Troy here to uh, to put the rule. <laughs> um, and I feel really nervous because like not only because you don't watch a lot of AW, so this feels like like my chance, well, AW's chance, and my chance to sell AW to you, and like hopefully you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, man. Was we
0: very? I watched watched. Um, we did double or nothing the other week. I really, really like that. Like I've, on the rare occasions I get to watch AEW, I'm never disappointed. Whether it's dynamite, whether it's a pay per view, whether it's one of their kind of like TV specials like Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fall or something like that, never disappointed. Um, and it's refreshing. Uh, I would just before we started recording to to go from watching Raw every week
1: to this <laughs> i mean we, we, we try and keep a positive on here we, we try not to uh disparage any other products while we're um while we're reviewing aw Just trying to draw the comparisons <laughs> okay um, so That's anyway <laughs> we'll, we'll crack straight into the show because uh, it was as i said to you before we uh before we start recording again it was a, it was a very sort of variety show this week had a lot of different themes a lot of all sorts of different matches a little bit of something for everyone
0: yeah Um it felt like a good time to jump in and watch an episode Considering I don't watch it that often, and like you say, a lot of variety on there, and a little bit of everything, it just kind of as, as someone watching it for the first time or watching it rarely, it really gave you a kind of flavour for for what they do.
1: Yeah, and in many ways, it's still sort of it's still sort of following up on the storylines that that sort of came out of Double or Nothing as well. So you're yeah. probably easy to be able to follow them over quite easily. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So we start off um, with. I mean, I can't remember. There might have been a cold open or not. I can't remember. But we started off um, with, with we well, were going straight into the MMAK right? Um, oh
0: mate, presentation for this was awesome. Yeah,
1: they had like they had a well, it's they had a hexagon, so it was TNA. or
0: yeah yeah, yeah, they yeah. i bet sick, you love they, that they had, they had some
1: six <laughs> sides of steel yeah they had, they, they had like there was a proper lines then wasn't it They had the proper, like, yeah
0: all... oh man it's so good like even the, the presentation of them both walking towards the camera like the the split screen of either yeah. side and they had their corner man and just the, the camera angles the really high angle ones it looked awesome
1: and when hager came out they showed like all of his like knockouts and yeah all... like his bellator
0: stuff yeah yeah, yeah. which is really 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 cool, really cool. But,
1: yeah they, they really went to like a lot of effort to, to make it look legitimate um, Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. I really appreciate, and even like down to like the refs checking them for like. Reach on their arms and yeah. stuff and like well even the
0: the, the ref's gear as well they didn't have the regular rest. it was the all black gear yeah aubrey it's had really a, cool just so it's, many it's really funny nuances.
1: so aubrey who was the ref on twitter every week she posts like her pre-dynamite fingernails and she always paints them, like really cool colors and she put a picture <laughs> up of her just wearing like the, the latex gloves and, like, with, like, nails. and i was like all right okay <laughs> uh, but yeah she had like the black uh, shirt on with the aw logo instead of her ref black and whites yeah uh, yeah, they, they they made a really big deal. They talked very interestingly, and Taz was on um, commentary as well. Mm-hmm. I think added a lot because he's much more analytical and he's much more
0: tech. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Of anyone you'd want on commentary for this? Like Taz would be the one. He really added to it.
1: Uh, but they talked about so obviously Hager's undefeated in MMA. He's got all this experience in Bellator, but at the same time they talked about Wardlow. Maybe not having that same experience, but he's also he, he was the, he was in the first ever AEW cage match against Cody. Yeah. Yeah. So he had that experience, and also he obviously was in blood and guts as well. So mm, no stranger to, to fighting inside a cage. Yeah, and off we go with what was what was effectively a, a worked MMA match, which was
0: which was yeah, kind of weird, but it, it was weird. Um And given kind of how these sorts of things are presented, uh kind of like on other brands and other promotions and stuff like that, this was for me like the kind of the best way it's presented, and it blurred the lines on occasions because I, I was constantly thinking the whole way through. How are they going to present this? How, like, are they going to kind of go? Is it going to be like, it's obviously not going to be a full on fight.
1: Well, at the start, I was but... like, are they just going to let these guys shoot on each other? Like, what's, what's, yeah. what's, going, on? what's going on here? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh,
1: yeah, so so the sort of, it was it, so it, it was a proper MMA sort of style, both. It was split over three, five minute rounds. Uh-huh. The only way to win was by submission or ref stoppage or knockout. Yeah, like like a proper MMA fight. At the end of every round, they had like their cornermen come in, and it was so cool. Like they come in and they give them some water and like um, a little
0: stool and stuff. Yeah, like they that. had a the
1: little bit corner stool and they were like shouting encouragement at them. It was, was really good. So the first round was was kind of a bit back and forth. It started off Hager. It's
0: like a feeling out process. or something Yeah,
1: Hager had like the, the upper hand. He was like sort of tripping bit and like he was using his experience to sort of like and his maneuverability to sort of get around. Yeah, and then all, all of a sudden Wardlow just absolutely clocked him with a
0: right. Yeah, <laughs> man. I and like just- it. It came across almost like there was Hager, obviously, had the, the, the genuine MMA experience and was a bit more technical based. Wardlow was just kind of all out power. And there were times where, he, for me, he was trying to kind of compete with him with that kind of technical and that the, the grappling and map based stuff. But then. It just came down to all he needed to do get the upper hand was just sock him with a big old powerful right. <laughs> yeah, and
1: so the way they the way they sort of positioned this feud as well is like very much like that. So they, they, Hager was saying like last week that you know Wardlow was going to have to come into his world and fight him, and it, yeah. there was very much training on the fact that Hager's the like you say, he's got the experience, he's got like the the sort of technique, but Wardlow's just got the pure like athletic talent and ability to sort of yeah, break, oh break yeah, gap yeah. almost. Uh, yeah, so into, and then if we get into the second round, and I. Oh, some actual wrestling broke out so yeah uh,
0: it was it was really weird it was like watching uh and you'll notice from watching like nxc uk like the heritage cup rules match where almost like was someone like a kid where each round he kind of adopts a different style and yeah. it almost felt like this where the first one was kind of like that feeling out process This second one like you said was like kind of was proper wrestling and like a bit more technical and stuff like that
1: like, at the end of the first round, Wardlow just, like, came off the fucking cage with a Superman punch.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just, just yeah.
1: Just clapped um, Hager in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hager was, like, Hager was literally saved by the bell in the first round, because
0: he was... Mm, oh, yeah, was like, yeah. He was all over the place. So, like, it was, he was himself, like he was just kind of clinging on and waiting for the bell to go.
1: Which, again, you know, it shows his own experience. He knew exactly how long he had to go for. He, mm-hmm. he got the job done. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, so second,
1: they, they go into a lot more submission stuff in the second round. and um, that Wardlow um, gets into a get locked into a submission like a cross-arm breaker he puts on a try or he tries to put yeah. on it but he can't like quite like I think Taz commented that Wardler's arms are so big that he couldn't quite he couldn't quite lock, lock it, couldn't it in lock properly lock, lock the hold in yeah, yeah. Um, Warder did that classic now the classic like Rampage Jackson style when someone's got you your know, number you just pick them up and power bomb them
0: that's it yeah just dump them yeah. on their back <laughs> just take like knock the wind out of them
1: which was nice uh, and then eventually just before the end of the second round after a bit more back and forth oh Wardler went for an F10 Weirdly, he picked he put Hager up into the carry <laughs> and he was, he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, he went to he went to like what he knew, but then Hager managed to sort of take him down. It was really nice. He did like a he did like an SDF,
0: mm.
1: into like a triangle choke. So, as he came, oh,
0: down, yes, he did. So, he took him down with that and then kept it locked yeah, in. Into he, the... he sort
1: of held on into the triangle,
0: yeah, because they, they made a big deal about that before the match, well, when they were showing. Uh, Hager's Bellator highlights and they were saying, Oh, he's he's won several times with submission, like I think it's three victories via submission. Yeah. And they've all been with that uh what do they call it? The the head and arm like triangle. Yeah. Um, so that was always kind of on the cards for him to try and get
1: Interesting uh, to note it's the last MMA fight was <laughs> ended in a no contest when he just oofed the guy in the dick by mistake.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> yeah so they didn't talk about that one um, yeah yeah <laughs> <we> <laughs> le- that leave
0: that one alone he's still undefeated <laughs> don't um, worry about it
1: mate <laughs> so yeah so Hager yeah, so gives him like an naranagi down to the floor and then as you say he sort of holds on and keeps him in the triangle and then um, Wardlow passes out basically and yeah. stops it it was quite cool as he passes out he just sort of gives the middle finger to the camera like as his arm's going down which is <laughs> just, yeah, kind of a nice touch like
0: defiant <laughs> to the end it was like there's like the, the scene at the end of Terminator 2 where it's the thumb just coming down in the laughter.
1: Laugh. <laughs> yeah, um, I can imagine this might upset a few people. The result here because obviously everyone loves Wardlow. He's like a future star. Hager's a bit, yeah. he's yeah. a bit of sort of eyeing for the scrap heap at the moment. But
0: mm-hmm. I think you
1: have to book it this way because like Hager's undefeated in MMA, so you can't throw that away on him. And I think exactly. Wardlow, Wardlow looked plenty strong here. He, he got low. Oh, he
0: did. And that's the thing. Like considering he was the one going into this with no MMA experience at all, he didn't come out this looking weak. At all, like they built up loads beforehand that the the head and arm triangle was kind of Hager's thing, and for him to go out to that, like I don't think it hurts him too much. But yeah, he looked really good. As I say, that the whole thing was really cool, and there was a lot of intrigue for me as to how they were going to book this, whether like you said, they were just going to go, <laughs> just let them kick lumps out of each other or what. Um, but it was fun. It was really really fun. Everything about it,
1: yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, what they I think it was, it was just something different. It was, a, it was actually a really good way to start the show. because yeah. it was, yeah. it, was quite, um, it felt like a big deal. It felt like a big, like you say, because of all the effort they put in. They even had yeah. like a branded uh, canvas on the on the floor and stuff with yeah, it, like, man. the logo. It was really cool. Thing is,
0: I knew this was on the show beforehand. I assumed this would have been the last match, given its kind of its presentation stuff. But it was even more impactful that it opened it. Yeah. does it really kind of set the bar? Uh,
1: so afterwards, um, it looks like they sort of lie each other up. There's a bit of like a sort of mutual respect sort of vibe going on. Um, Hager offers his fist for fist bump, and then all of a sudden Sean, that bastard Sean Spears comes out of nowhere. He just blindsides <laughs> Hager, takes him down. Um, Jericho, who was, Wardler, uh, so was Hager's cornerman, sorry, comes in mm-hmm. to try and help out. They sort of wail on him a bit. Um, they have a little bit of a fight. MJF comes out, sort of sneak attack Jericho goes after his elbow uh, puts him in like an arm puts him in salt of the earth Jerko's tapping Dean Malenko comes out who's in, <laughs> his, Dean who's in his
0: 60s <laughs> like 62 or something yeah yeah
1: and um yeah Malenko elbows him in the face takes him to the ground and then out to make the save it's your number one hero it's Sammy Guevara
0: yes boy comes
1: out and uh, gets the hot save. Yeah, so Sammy looks Leaps
0: over the top and goes to town on everyone. Sammy looked awesome coming in there at the end yeah, to make the big well, save. well,
1: I mean, Wardlow gets a bit of his heat back and then, yeah, Sammy gets the big save, which is quite nice. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. They're probably going to be, be pushing Sammy pretty hard in the next sort of six to six, 12 months as, like, the, the big mm-hmm. guy to come out of the other circle, which,
0: yeah, yeah we're all about. Yeah, man, definitely.
1: Uh, right, so next up we got, oh, and that looks like a little promo, a little, little sort of... 30 second promo. This uh, Frank, was cool. Frankie Kazarian, Eddie Kingston and Penta. Um, probably two of the best, well, two of the best promo guys in the in the company who speak English and Penta who doesn't speak much English yeah. but cuts very good promos considering.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Kazarian's promo was awesome, really Kaz, really Kaz, good. Kaz is
1: on such a cool trajectory at the moment. like he's just like he's just like punished Elite Hunter like fallen yeah. you know
0: He's just like a like a hitman like a mercenary just yeah
1: like i described him to, to righteous
0: Drake. hitman he's like um,
1: <laughs> he's like hawkeye at the start of um end game when he's got like nothing left oh, when him. he goes
0: ronan and he's, and he's just yeah. going ass, like,
1: knocking everyone off yeah um <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool um yeah. eddie kingston saying you know because obviously the books are good christian boys you better pray that, that god mm-hmm. takes their souls because their asses belong to them
0: <laughs> which, is, which is quite nice I enjoyed that I need, I need to watch more AEW mainly just for Kingston promos yeah it's
1: on YouTube, <laughs> it's just Google Eddie Kingston AEW promos just going to do
0: do a binge of Eddie Kingston promos <laughs> yeah
1: Um. so yeah that's really nice obviously that set up the main event the main event we got tonight is going to be those three guys versus uh, the Good Brothers and Matt Jackson so we've got that to come mhm Obviously, will be still. I mean, they're not showing the trios belts yet. The cowards. We thought that was happening the other day, but they're, they're they're sort of yeah they're sort of circling the idea of a trio. They're,
0: they're putting an awful lot of trios matches on. Yeah. So yeah, it's when it when they do eventually kind of announce them, it won't come as a surprise. Because I mean, saying that, it's it's not even like they haven't done trios matches before, like. Don't they include that in their stats anyway? I remember when AEW first started. Yeah, I think you know, they, like, have oh, st- they have stopped. I paid st- attention for a bit. And yeah, they, yeah, they, do they- actually
1: recognise trio's victories. So they've already got yeah. like, the division almost. They just need to get the belts in yeah. there. Um that's it. And like you say, they've, they've been sort of like conditioning us to the idea of six-man tag matches for, for quite some time now. Um, yeah, yeah, So they're already prepping us for it. All right, next up, in a little, little promo, we've got uh, Team Taz. Minus Brian Cage, who probably Ooh. hasn't been seen after chasing Ricky Starks out of the arena last week. um <laughs> So you did until what happened last week, Troy? um Hangman and Ten were wrestling Hobbs and Brian Cage. Ricky yeah. Starks threw the belt in for Cage to use, much like he did a double or nothing. Cage oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Threw it back out the ring again, and then Ricky Starks got up on the on the apron and was like bitching
0: at him. Cage got in his
1: face. Ricky Starks slapped him, and then. Um, Branket chased him out the, of out the arena and left.
0: Well, oh, just you know, left Hobbs on his yeah, own.
1: To get to double teamed and he lost.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So um, so that's why they were saying oh, how they couldn't be Hobbs one on one. So the, the result of this is Hobbs is challenging Hangman to a one on one match uh, next right, right. on Saturday night. Dynamite. It's yeah. the big one next week because it's like the main event, Jungle Boy B. Kenny. So it's like a big, oh, it's, like a, it's like a sort of, you know, stacked card basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. this is another match they're building for it. Nice. Um, so yeah, again, Team Taz, it's, it's like the slow dissolution of them basically it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with this because like Hobbs is good but he's still quite new to the to the company Hmm. Ricky Starks is great but he's injured
0: yeah yeah, and Cage
1: is presumably the one who's splitting off so it's gonna be interesting to see like how they drag this out and whether they want to get better or
0: yeah yeah haven't they been teasing Cage to leave for quite a while though like this feels like it's it's something that's a real slow burner
1: yeah it's only he started being like when they were feuding with sting and derby he started being like a bit more respectful towards sting like yeah. when um earlier this year but it's only like since double or nothing when he's been actively refusing to cheat in the matches right right it's right. been really like pissing them off because he's costing them wins and mm. this sort of stuff like that uh, so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they if they stretch this out and wait for starks to come back or whether they, they plan to just go forward with hobbs and uh, mm. what the what's gonna be because you can't put broken neck ricky stark in the ring with brian coach because he'll
0: definitely not cease to
1: exist um <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, it's yeah it was, it was what it was um right so next up second match of the evening we had a handicap match i, I was i meant to check the stats on this but i, I forgot this might be the first handicap match ever in AEW. oh really they didn't mention it on commentary so there might be another one i've forgotten about but, okay uh, don't quote. No one quote me on that. Um, no, no, no comments. Um, <laughs> do, you know what I can, do you know what I can think of off the top of my head? Uh, so yeah, we have Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky versus Darby in a handicap match. Uh, this is all because after they lost at Double or Nothing, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page said yep. that basically Sting carried Darby through that match and he did all, did all the work for him. Mm-hmm. So he basically said to Darby, "We'll find a partner who's not Sting, and we'll face you next week." And then Darby was like, "Nah, I don't want anyone else. Sting's my boy. It's me." me.
0: Yeah, yeah. prove myself on my own. I don't need, don't need the backup. But as we,
1: as as we saw here, it maybe wasn't the smartest move in the world.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Because <laughs> this was, I
1: mean, it wasn't a squash, but it was, it, it was, was pretty one-sided. Yeah, it was very yeah. much just every time Darby got on top, it was just They did a really good job of showing that the numbers game was obviously the huge factor. There was always yeah. someone to to come in and fucking earth.
0: He looked all right in the kind of the early going. And there was some really cool, like inventive looking offence where he used kind of both men and, and, and hit them at the same time. Yeah. But as you say, like the, the numbers game soon caught up and then it was just fairly one sided and, and kind of every time Darby built some offense, built some momentum, it was just done over again. There was um, a nice
1: little bit in the middle where he sort of hits the Scorpion death drop on page and yeah. then zip ties his feet up.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which sort of neutralised him a bit,
1: for, but and then there was like a, little, a really cool, like little visual of Ethan Page just hopping around, just hopping around, trying to find some wire cutters. And at, at the time, he was able to pull because Darby had the match one at that point. He hit a coffin and drop, and he hit coffin and drop, and, and then Page pinned pulled, him, and Page
0: pulled him out whilst still tied up in the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So then, then then we got we got to another spot where he had. Um, Ethan set up for a coffin drop as well, again, later on. Scorpio Sky comes, trips him up, and then obviously he fell with his back to page to set him up perfectly for the ego's edge. Yeah. um, Which sent him like three quarters of the way across the
0: ring. Well, he absolutely launched him, (laughs) didn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, that was good for the one, two, three. Um, Yeah, yeah, and I think this match kind of benefited everybody in a weird way.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It It doesn't hurt Alan at all. No, with it being a two-on-one it kind of looks strong in defeat if you like like he held his own when it was one-on-one like showed he could compete and there were instances where he's even able to kind of take both of them on at the same time Um, but obviously it continues to put heat on on Page and Sky yeah at the same
1: time it showed up Page and Sky with guys you can't take too lightly or they will fuck you up yeah 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 as they did here
0: yeah no it was good
1: right up up next um, for some Chikara ass Chikara (laughs) <laughs> we have possibly the most entertaining match of the night we had, oh, yeah. we had Orange Cassidy accompanied by the best friends and I say this all the time I just want whatever energy Chuck Taylor has I just want that to accompany me all the time just like that,
0: I, in, I, in my veins via a drip I just, want,
1: I just want Chuck Taylor to be my hype man just all the time he just seems like the, the funnest person to be around he just comes <laughs> yeah, out bouncing man. around and he's, like he's having a great time <laughs> uh, so it's Orange Cassidy accompanied by all the best friends that's Chucky T Trent and Chris Statlander and he was um Facing Cesar Bononi, accompanied by Ryan Nemeth, Peter Avalon, and JD Drake, aka the Wingmen.
0: Yes. So, what's their gimmick? Like, Nemeth's come out and he looks like a conquer. Like, why right. is he so, so brown?
1: <laughs> so, their gimmick, it, well, it all stems from so Peter Avalon is pretty Peter Avalon. That's his gimmick. Because right. he's, he's, he's sort of like this, like, u- uber confident. Like sort of Lothario, Ooh. like pretty boy character, right. and he's sort of surround. Initially, he had Cesar he was like his his muscle. Right, I see. And then they just started to like they started sticking Ryan Nemeth with them as well because he's like a bit. His, his gimmick is he's the Hollywood hunk. He's like a right, bit pre- like pretty I boy. Uh, and then they just rammed J.D. Drake in there as well, who literally looks like a child's toy. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like in, and the, 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 the sort of the sort of joke there is that he is not in any way attractive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's just <laughs> but he's just in with this group of like misfits. They're like they're basically like them, um, the B team.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the social
1: cast or something like that. They're all they like, kind of like perennial losers who have just right. like, sort of, like clumped together and they decided like they're they're on BTE and they do like um they have like there's a lot of like homoerotic energy about the group on them. So like uh, one of them they were all going to be <laughs> yoga and like they got the book of like Brian um, never had this yoga book. There was a yoga book and it right. turned out it was accidentally you'd actually bought the Kama Sutra and like, they're, oh, flicking, wow. they're fl- flicking through the book and they're like disgusted and <laughs> they're like, oh no, try another one, maybe that's just oh no, oh god, no one, like, they had all candles lit in the room and everything um... <laughs> Like this Amazing. week this week there was one where they walked in on Cesar Bononi and Peter Avalon making a lot of like innuendos about not wanting to put it in their mouths and stuff. And it turned <laughs> out they, they burst in, like JD Drake burst in like a appalled, and it turned out they were trying sushi for the first time.
0: <laughs> um, sensational. So it's
1: yeah, it's, it's I mean it's it's very um it's very one note of the joke, but it's 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 still hits. They, they, they 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 go along with it with enough gusto that it kind of works. Um and so they they basically just last week just out of the blue so they just called out Orange Cassidy and said that he was the worst dressed, um, wrestler in AEW and they want to give him a makeover
0: yeah I saw like the, the little promo they cut where it was just like just take your hands out of your pockets like how difficult is it to just send a text yeah
1: yeah. so the whole point was yeah they texted him this week and like it, he left Peter Avalon on read and so he was furious that he hadn't replied to him um, so he's been going to bathroom you know some sort of recompense um, right. so yeah and so, and so we entered into the match which was just it was
0: a wild ride this was crazy, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> uh, so we had on, like early on They throw, but only uh, he throws. He's, he's the power game. He throws Cassidy out the ring, and the women just descend on him and just start giving him a makeover. It's like, like
0: they got the hair wax, they're trying to do his hair yeah, and like Peter's, spray Peter's, his chest.
1: Pieces like waxing his hair, and um, right, right now it's like false tanning his chest with some spray. <laughs> and he gets back in the ring, and he like looks at himself, and he's like What's an
0: absolute mess. What the fuck's going on?
1: And then a bit later, they throw him out again. And then they put, um, they put. Um, Ryan Emmett's jacket on him. They take his denim jacket off and put Ryan yeah, yeah. jacket on,
0: which is great. <laughs> Hilariously, he wrestles in it for a bit as well. He's not even quick to take it off. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, we get a move that, that really popped me. Um, sort of, again, this match is just a total clusterfuck. Like, there's interference. Oh, it's over- it was, it's it was all over it's, the place. It's overbooked as shit, but like, in like the best possible way. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, no one's taking stock of the rules. At one point, the wingmen are all outside. Uh, the best friends, Chuck and Trent, come in and they pick up Cassidy for what was a... Uh, it was called the anthill, it was the colony's finisher in Chikara oh okay um, so that they hit that which is pretty cool yeah and then it just all goes to shit so um, I think Peter <laughs> Avalon comes in no Ryan Nemeth comes in gets an orange punch that's it and then JD Drake gets up on the apron but Chris yeah. Statman's there and she boops him on the nose that's it just, turns just around blotted.
0: straight into it
1: he doesn't yeah yeah he <laughs> doesn't know how to handle that <laughs> um, so that goes nuts <laughs> and then um Bononi just sort of all like trying to take it all in turns around orange punch to Sizzle Cassidy gets the win, <laughs> and then
0: Peter Avalon the, gets it. Be like cradling Benodi and crying
1: <laughs> like it's Apollo and Rocky and Rocky Four.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a four minute match. It didn't it did it, it was if it had stuck if it gone for twice that length it'd have been terrible. But it, yeah. it didn't it, overstay as it, well. Just got in, got it, got it licksed, and got out the way, which was yeah. um, which was perfect. Yeah. Just a little bit of brevity. <laughs>
0: There was uh, like a like a palate cleanser, if you like. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, and like, I would be if, if it's meant to like sort of elevate the wingmen a bit, because this is the first time they've really been on dynamite for quite a while. Um, okay, I mean, obviously, if, if, if it only got kind of comprehensive destroyed so he didn't really come across as a threat in the ring but if it sort of Mm. places them sort of in that sort of lower dynamite bracket as opposed to like yeah wrestling on dark then it's sort of doing its job a bit
0: exactly yeah no that's good like i'm i'm not too the only person i'm familiar with with cesar Bononi, from his brief stint in nxt yeah uh but the other guys not so much um i know jd drake he's not been there too long but he had a fairly no. impressive debut look like, it was it a month or so ago
1: he had a well he's been around a while on dark and stuff but he had a match against derby for the tnt title which was, that
0: was it yeah um, yeah yeah yeah.
1: you can really go he's a, he's a proper yeah. he's, a, he's, a yeah. real, uh, he's a he's a real uh he's a real fighter yeah. and obviously we know you know ryan nemeth is the, the brother of of Dolph. yeah <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah peter peter avalon fully enough is the guy who trained david arquette when he made his return to wrestling
0: no way awesome that's pretty cool exactly
1: featuring on so david alquette's on family feud next week i think right um, they're doing so he's the team captain and jungle boy who's obviously david Alquette was friends with his dad uh, luke perry and uh, peter ablon are on his team
0: quality that's cool
1: yeah so, um, i mean i won't be able to wa- we won't be able to watch it because it's on some weird channel in america yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah if you're an american viewer maybe check it out <laughs> um
0: as you say though no, it's 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 cool to see uh, the wingman on there, even if it is kind of that that lower thing, but it's it's a step up. It's on dynamite. It's it's got more eyes on it, sort of thing. And
1: yeah, it just it just gets the their personalities across a bit, which is kind yeah. of cool. And that's what they did. It was a lot of it wasn't great in ring action, but it was a lot of good character work in this match. That's you know, it exactly. You got a sense of what everyone was about. Yeah,
0: was... as I said at the starlight for someone that doesn't watch AEW much. I know I asked at the start of this match, like kind of what's their gimmick and, and you explained it and that was kind of the vibe that I got. I just wanted to know if I was missing something. But yeah. as someone coming in as like a, a fresh set of eyes on this, it was it was really amusing. And like you say, it really got their kind of characters across like this kind of like metrosexual, like pretty boy, like over the top kind of like, yeah.
1: And stuff. Then, obviously at the end of the match, uh, Trent gives Orange a pair of sunglasses. He puts them on and then Chuck gives him a different pair of sunglasses. So he takes off the first pair and puts on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have a, another little backstage segment. We have Alex Marvez, just about 20 interview Jungle Boy, asking him about his match next week. Obviously, biggest match of his career, mm. AEW title match. <laughs> and then Kenny Omega, Don Callis, and Michael Nakazawa show up in a golf cart. Nakazawa <laughs> just sat in the back, like in the booth, basically. <laughs> um, and he basically, Kenny basically challenges him to a street fight, like right there in the parking
0: lot. Yeah. Um, offers him out a free shot doesn't he yeah like, he says just... like,
1: yeah, yeah, I'll let you have the first shot uh, but as soon as you hit me that's it it's, it's, it's over it's, it's yeah, on yeah. Uh, so Jungle Boy like, begrudging me he's like oh, fine if this is what you really want sort of takes his back off gives Marvez his phone and as he's about to like sort of, Nakazawa starts hits...
0: tying up his head doesn't he yeah
1: Knack hits him in the back with a laptop um, <laughs> and then Kenny sort of jumps in has a bit of a go and then Jungle Boy sort of gets the upper hand in the fight because Nakazawa is basically just one of the putties from Power Rangers he just throws him off on the side <laughs> uh, Kenny don't want none of that one-on-one so he jumps back onto the golf cart and in his best like Saturday morning cartoon villain he's like I'll get you next week Jungle Boy and then like, Nakazawa goes to get on the golf cart with him he
0: and just he just kicks, kicks him off he's like no <laughs> nope. someone has to
1: stay behind and sacrifice himself. <laughs> off, off you go and then him and Don speed off in the golf cart it's yeah great <laughs>
0: That is gold. Really, really good. I'm excited for that match though. Omega and Jungle Boy.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, obviously there's there's very little chance that the Jungle Boy wins it.
0: But hmm. um I still think they'll put, I think oh that's God, the it's thing. Gonna, like, it's,
1: it's gonna be a great match. It really is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost a foregone conclusion Kenny's gonna retain there, but it's just it's the way in which he retains and it's how good Jungle Boy comes out of it, like looking. Yeah. Which I think you are. I think I think was going to be a really, really fun match.
1: Yep, next up, we have um, another little bit of another backstage segment. <laughs> we have Matt Hardy being interviewed, flanked by Private Party and The Bunny. Um, Hardy says that, obviously, when you're in his world, obviously, Hardy's at like this big business brain now. When you break the contract, you face repercussions. Christian was retired for seven years, uh, but he keeps coming back. And, you know, Matt Hardy he said should, he should stay away. At this point, Christian comes in to attack him. And then they throw into like a cage, basically.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a a lockup within, like a sort of paddock thing within there. And they then manage to lock him in. But he mentions something about a deal and the, the casino battle royale or something like that, and a contract. And yeah. he offers to, he gives, he pushes a check through the, 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 Kind of the rail thing, and says, "You know, I'll, I'll pay you to basically retire." Or yeah, he says, like he that. said like
1: this is for your retirement fund, and like yeah. check through the through the thing." So, would you say that he's in the real Christine Cage right there?
0: <laughs> Christine Cage in the cage. Chris cage in a cage. F- full of rage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so it's just basically just putting more because they're, they're having a bit of a feud. Um, so I having a bit, because bit more heat onto the onto the, the match that they're going to inevitably have at some point.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Obviously,
1: Hardy says that if he keeps <clears throat> if he keeps coming after Hardy, Hardy will end his career permanently. Yeah. Um, so yeah they're, they're playing on like the sort of yeah Hardy's furious that Christie came back and has stolen his thunder basically
0: <laughs> yeah I'm the only guy from TLC that's allowed to come back here and wrestle
1: <laughs> yeah alright so next up we have um, new dad Cody Rhodes congratulations on Cody indeed yeah it's Cody and Randy, by the way on the birth of the child um, we have Cody Rhodes and the world's oldest looking 20 year old 20 something year old Brock Anderson <laughs> man child a man a man who Arn anderson can absolutely not deny the
0: parents a job i mean, it looks like he,
1: it looks like he went back in a time machine and got his yeah. younger self and brought him to yeah, the yeah.
0: that's exactly what it's like
1: he even talks the same it's it's crazy um so we have cody rhodes and brock <laughs> son of arn anderson accompanied by arn anderson it's, yeah. a, it's weird how they introduced him so it was like um, it was like they introduced like, a to the ring by the enforcer on Anderson, his son Brock Anderson, and Cody yeah. Rhodes, and it was like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean? uh, versus uh, quality television marshal.
0: Quality um, television marshal. No, you're not pronouncing it properly, properly. It's Q T Marshall
1: Marshall, sorry, yeah, he's Marshall. been insisting on people calling him and uh, Aaron Solo. <laughs> Walking personality vacuum Aaron Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, not a fan. He's, he's fine, he's fine, he's just he's just the um he's the reciprocal of the world, the warm water tepid <laughs> so yeah um, again not not a bad match it was a bit so-so a bit bloody but
0: this was here to just kind of present Brock Anderson was this his yeah, first in, was, was this his
1: in-ring debut this is his in-ring debut and I think for his first match I think he did incredibly well I think well.
0: he held his own here he did alright like his yeah a safe pair like safe set of hands in in certainly cody and, and qt marshall kind of guiding through and stuff he looks good in this really really good yeah
1: now. obviously qt marshall was the guy who trained him so yeah obviously yeah. they've they probably had a lot of time to work on the match and sort of yeah they know each other very well and they've worked together a lot i think he's obviously spent a lot of time with cody and the ring, like, training in the ring as well mm-hmm. uh, i joke about solo but again he's a capable wrestler you know he's, he's yeah absolutely one of the one of the first class of the night in the yeah, no, I mean nothing, nothing world breaking here, nothing earth shattering, just, uh, just decent wrestling.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
1: Yeah, there's not really an awful lot more to say. Um, no,
0: not really. Like it was, yeah, there isn't. It was on, just, it was just a decent tag team match. Like, yeah. Brock came out looking good. Everyone got their stuff in, as they say. Um, yeah,
1: he got he got a hot tag. You know, he did some bits of bobs. He got the pin with the jackknife. Quite nice. Yeah. He didn't hit the yeah, spinebuster, yeah, yeah. so
0: they're saving the spinebuster. I was gonna say I was waiting for that as well. <laughs> I really was, but like you say, they wait. They'll do it in his first maybe like singles match, like his, yeah. his first his, his debut match. I say was always going to be a tag, but if you're, you you want to kind of protect someone, put them in there with a say set of hands. Put them in a tag match. Don't show them off too much. But they'll save him so, doing the spine buster for his, funnily his, his enough, like, singles match.
1: QT Marshall at Spine Buster. Yes, but, he did. And he there was a really nice moment like sort of earlier on where he had Brock and he, he looked he was like looking at Cody and he was about to hit Brock with the crossroads. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Brock yeah. and then Brock like sort of counted out of it, which was which was <laughs> cool. QT, I mean, QT Marshall it, it's easy to sort of meme on him, but he's he's a really good like shitty thing heel. Like you just want to see him get his ass kicked because he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's such a prick. <laughs> like, it's, he plays the character really well, and he, he comes across as genuine and likable, which is actually, I'm, I'm trying to compliment him from here, but it sounds like I'm, I'm just running <laughs> him down. Um,
0: yeah, it's cool.
1: Yeah, and then um, next up, we had another little quick promo, a little video, um, with Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. Now, this is my favourite sort of dynamic between the two of them, when they set all like this. So it's just, like, mm. Jake Archer looking a little bit concerned, and Lance Archer just, like, storming Just around. pacing
0: him. around in the background like looking furious so i could why is archer so angry what what's happened because it's like jake can't control him it feels like
1: yeah it's just um, basically he well he lost didn't he? the last time he saw him was when he
0: lost he lost to Miro yeah and I think yeah. he's furious because he's still he, just fuming yeah, over that he, just, he wants,
1: he wants you know, he's, he's always after he, he hasn't had an opponent since he hasn't had his next chance to impress so he just,
0: just wants to take out his rage on someone
1: pretty much um, lovely little line from Jake Roberts who said Archer's um, oh, not a doctor because he's got no patients <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> oh man you could read the phone book, and I would be interested um, and then at the end <laughs> At the end, like, Archer oh, storms off and then Jake says, what am I going to do? Bitch, slap him and tell him to stop. <laughs> Again, they've they've, they've they've gone this route, they've pushed in this direction a few times with, with Jake and Archer, that like, the idea that Jake can't quite control him. Yeah, you know, yeah. He like, he's maybe can off, only
0: he's, do so much.
1: Yeah, he's maybe bit off a bit more than he can chew bringing him in, you know, he's
0: like, he's made a
1: deal with the devil and like, he's waiting for the song to stop now.
0: That's it. <laughs> yeah, I like, really like their dynamic. Really, really do.
1: Yeah, so then uh, next up, we have the sort of um, the, the, the sort of major on-screen debut, really, of Andrade El Idolo.
0: Oh, this was good. This made him look like an absolute megastar. Like, the yeah. way this was shot, it didn't even have to say too much, either. It was just, like, no, just he a few one-lines, wasn't he, it? He didn't say an awful lot.
1: Um, but, yeah, everything he did made him seem like a, an absolute megastar. Mm.
0: Just like that... Just everything that the whole presentations like i don't know where they were they, like just sat in his his kitchen or something like his big plush kitchen he's just sat there with a drink he's got his sunglasses got his aviators on indoors he's in his fancy suit i mean, I mean
1: obviously he's a great wrestler but god damn he can wear a suit can't
0: he oh yes he really can <laughs> but it was cool it was um and
1: they showed a like, the little video package before and he had like the lusombra mask
0: and he was, yeah like, him getting onto like the plane and stuff like that yeah yeah man that was really cool but he says Something around, so he's asked about like the championships. He was like, you know, AEW's home to the the TNT Championship and AEW World so, so
1: Championship. So J- J- Jr. He, he spouts a bit of bullshit here. So he see first of all, he says there are two prestigious titles in AEW. Yeah, and I, I mean, mate, come on, they're both like less than two years old. Like I'm an AEW <laughs> fan, but you know, we're not talking about we're not talking about the NWA Jam. The, 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 you know, these are these are. I mean, fair it's,
0: play. There's not. They're, they look nice there's not a lot of lineage behind them give it a chance <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but he says that and, and andrade's like you know i'm interested in both of them yeah so he basically um, said
1: his intention to kind of what you refer to wants to maybe start at the tnt title and then work himself up to the main title
0: that's it yeah yeah uh and then he's asked about like his association with vicky guerrero and he goes on to say kind of like um Given her history and who she's a sort of, like, mentions Eddie Guerrero and says like she understands me basically. She understands what I want to do. She's done this before, and she's kind of the right partnership. And then yeah, he I'll, says that. Well he,
1: he, well, he said he's a third generation wrestler as well, isn't he?
0: That's it. And obviously, yeah, and in real, yeah. and he
1: is a in real in real life, he is a huge Eddie Guerrero fan. Undertaker as well. He was a yeah, a yeah. big, big Guerrero yeah, fan. Yeah.
0: And then he says something about, he says me and Vicky have a surprise and it kind of leaves it on like a bit of a cliffhanger. Like, what's what's this surprise? So it could be pretty cool. But yeah, this is cool. This is really, really good. As you say, it's kind of his his first real moment. Like obviously he had his debut where he just appeared there. Um, And it was nice to hear him get like, I say Mike time. It was just nice to hear from him. Yeah, and, and it's the first not time he, mouthpiece. For it, was him.
1: The, it was the first time he'd been like properly presented, and, and they did. I think they did. A, they did a really good job of making him yeah. seem like a really big deal.
0: Yeah, I did. So so good. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, and, and Jr. I thought pissed on him a little bit, but you know he's he, he's the type of guy you want doing this
0: stuff he makes it
1: seem like a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's
0: like it's not just an interview. It's an interview with Jim Ross, and it's exactly. like... exactly adds yeah. a bit more weight to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of someone who's not your Ross, it's Alex Marvers back. <laughs> 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 I mean, this was just, this was just holes in my head, this bit. So he interviews Hangman. Uh, he's this in, is hilarious. He's in the Dark Order <laughs> Clubhouse. And um, they're talking about, like, if he's ready for Face Hobbs next week. And yeah, he accepts. And then he asks him about, like, obviously also next week you've got, because you, there's the, the, this, this little sort of, um, little thread that's running through all of this, is that Hangman doesn't really want to talk about Kenny Omega. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, kept avo- he avoided it, didn't he? As soon as that was yeah. kind of mentioned. The, was... like,
1: interviewers keep trying to bring it back and be like, you know, oh, you and Kenny were partners and now he's the world champion. How do you feel? Yeah. And he, he always dodges the question. And it's yeah. always like he's got this, like, this, like, mental black spot for, for Kenny and he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't want to deal yeah. with the trauma, yeah. like, the, the sort of, you know, the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> he goes on, like, a little bit of a comedy thing and says about, like, how um, John, oh, knows, like, John Silver's nearly healthy it. and, like, Five's got a new jacket and that's cool and Ten was in the main event last week and then he was like oh Uno you know he lost but we're really
0: proud of him then they all just pick Uno up and like Uno oh. Uno <laughs> yeah they're just, they're
1: just wholesome as fuck aren't
0: they they're they just... are really are <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was a big fan of this like so I I keep saying I don't watch AEW like I'm not really too familiar with like various factions tag teams and stuff like that the last time I watched AEW in any kind of like consistency was more than a year ago when the dark order were not treated as they are now in they were just a bit of a joke i didn't get them and this was really really fun to see because they're all very capable in the ring like from the few matches i've seen of various individuals um really really good and obviously a lot of their online stuff and their gaming stuff and, and uno's gaming stuff but this was a hilarious like wholesome segment and just really really well presented I'm a big fan of that
1: yeah, yeah. The, 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 like you said, they've really come into their own over the last sort of like twelve, eighteen months. I mean, yeah. since since Brody came to AW, basically. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's he's obviously not here anymore, but he was apparently when he came in, he was offered a singles run. Oh, as, really? As a standalone monster. They said, "We'll push you to the moon. We'll give you a big singles run." He said, "No, I want to work with the Dark Order. I want to elevate this group of guys." And like that's I, awesome. He saw this potential in them, and he was like, "I want to basically work with them." And that was. And ever since then, it's been like they they've just not stopped. They've just like. Yeah, the popularity skyrocketed Strength to strength, yeah. Yeah, they, they get the like, the pop that Uno got at Double or Nothing was insanity. Just coming yeah. yeah. yeah, up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it's, it's <laughs> insane. And this is a guy who, I mean, it's credit to Uno. I said last week, you know, if you look at when he debuted in, in AW, and, and now he's got himself in incredible shape. He's he's in the shape of his career. Oh man, yeah, and uh, the rendering yeah. work for, across the board has, has really developed over the last sort of twelve months. Yeah. yeah the Dark Order. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a hard time telling me To wax lyrical of the Dark Order. I, <laughs> them. Um, but yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah. So next up, we've got some women's action. So we've got um, Penelope Ford and the dynamite debut of Julia Hart, mm-hmm. um, accompanied by the Varsity Blondes. So a blow info on Julia Hart. She is a two. Uh, she, I'm sure you heard. She's a two-time national cheerleading champion. Yeah. Uh, she was trained by Ken Anderson. Okay. A.K.A. Ken Kennedy. Yeah, in yeah. His, his Minneapolis um, wrestling school, and she moved to. I think she did a bit of training at the Nightmare Factory as well, because that's like sort of their like they're like finishing school in AW yeah. now So they have yeah. got a lot of people from other schools, like, kind, kind of, of polished them before. Well. For, yeah, for it's, it's where, where they get people ready for TV and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. She's only nineteen.
0: Mad, really? Yeah.
1: Wow. So you can forgive a lot of someone's in ring work when they're nineteen years old, can't you? What, what oh, you, absolutely. Were, were you on yeah, a yeah. were you on a national nationally televised wrestling show when you were nineteen? Because I wasn't. <laughs> Nope. Um, I mean, and this, and she's wrestling Penelope Ford, um, who's still without her her husband Kip Sabian after Miro did an after, absolute murder did, him.
0: did an absolute murder. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought
1: this was a really decent match. To be fair, it, it wasn't. Again, nothing, nothing earth shattering, but did everything uh, needed to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. Like, uh, Hart showed like loads of really like impressive kind of athleticism and stuff like that. Um, hits like double knee um and then kind of got attacked a bit by four. managed to fight her way back in um but just showed like obviously she's still very fresh or very new um but really showed like she's kind of learning and learning at a really kind of quick rate and and really thinking about what she's doing it was it was, it was good it was a good kind of I yep. don't know if that was her first match or not, or first televised it was, match. But... It was
1: her first match on Dynamite. She dressed on Dark. Before. Okay, but yeah. Um, interestingly, as well, one thing I really appreciated—they didn't. So both these women have like gymnastic backgrounds, um, mm. and they didn't rely on that too much. There wasn't like a lot of like cartwheeling and flipping and, and stuff like that. There was a lot of good basics as well, like good basic moves thrown in it. sort of strung the match together. A lot of bread and butter, which which made it a yeah. lot easier to watch. Yeah. Um, match ends when julia goes for like a, a leg drop um penelope ford moves and then puts on like an indian
0: death lock indian things. death clock, yeah, yeah yeah it looks yeah, really man. good as well like it was yeah it's quality
1: yeah it was it was, it was handy um so then after the bell and it's, it's really cool so as the as the as she as, um julia taps or the ref stops the match the bell rings and penelope ford just like looking at the camera with, like this like sort of possessed look in her eyes yeah. really yeah, yeah. nice look and then she won't let go of the hold after the bell. I almost thought they were going to reverse the decision. It was getting to the point where... Mm. I thought, That's where I thought they were going to take this. Yeah. Um, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman jump in to sort of, like, make sure she's all right. And then um, she breaks the hold. And then... Out comes, oh, it's your boy. Out comes Miro. Who's writing his promos at the moment? Because they are absolute fire. He
0: comes out and says, I'm God's favourite champion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then asks um, ask Penelope where her husband is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know where he is. <laughs> you put him there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, but his aura is just
1: like pure menace. He comes out and he's like, Penelope, oh, where's your husband? And he's like, don't oh, mate. He's like, don't worry, I'm here. I promised I'd protect you
0: yeah yeah yeah! oh mate this is just a horrible horrible man i love it i'm here for it
1: (laughs) It it's just like the embodiment of like all evil it's incredible and then he gets in the (laughs) ring and just annihilates griff garrison yeah and then um i think this this looks like they're setting up um pillman yeah
0: definitely pillman came out kind of looking a bit stronger after this
1: so if he's going to do an absolute murder on Pillman in the next couple of weeks for the TNC maybe even next week on the on the big show you don't know but yeah. this, there's a lot of so uh, I don't know if you've been I don't know if they mentioned it on this show they probably did I just blanked it out um, they basically got a, a special every week in July
0: yeah yeah.
1: so they've got a lot of big cards that they can put together so I, I imagine Miro's gonna go through a good few challenges we're gonna have at least two big matches i think in the next month which will be yeah, great. yeah
0: yeah they mentioned quite a few like was uh fight for the fallen one of them
1: yeah so they're doing two nights of, two weeks of fight at first um, that's it then fight for the fallen and yeah.
0: then um i can't remember the name of the other one the miami one, road rager road rager that's it yeah yeah. that's yeah, where yeah. they
1: have that's where having uh, cody versus qt marshall in the strat
0: match oh okay cool that's one of those feuds where <clears throat> It's like a strap match, kind of almost like the the blow-off for like a big feud or on the road to it sort of thing. That feels like a kind of match that they did to a high-intensity feud.
1: Also, the reason the Brock Anderson match sort of took place this week, well, the reason it was sort of fiery. Last week, they introduced um, Brock as he was making his debut on AEW and they, they had him in the ring and Cody was like introduced him to the fans. Right. And QT came out and started talking about like nepotism and making very good points about how like if you want to get ahead on Dynamite, you just have to be Cody's friend and like know people and be someone's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so Cody's Cody, Chatton, Cody's like I've had enough of your shit. We're we'll having a strap match at Road Rager. and that's the talk. And QT Marsh just takes the take the belt off, and then QT Marsh just whipped on Anderson in the back with his belt.
0: Ooh, oh, and They showed a replay of that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then Brock tackled
1: him, and it was like, right, okay, now we're gonna have Brock and QT. Oh, I see. Has fight. Okay, so. that's cool. Yeah, so the strap match is sort of built into all this, and hopefully it might be the end of the of the QC-Cody feud, because, you know... It feels
0: like it's gone, it's a bit long in the tooth.
1: So. Yeah, it's sort of sagging in the middle of it now, it feels.
0: Yeah. A bit. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, what's on it isn't sagging in the middle, though, is the, the glorious title reign of newly crowned women's champion, <sighs> Dr. Britt Baker dm Yes! It. She's backstage <laughs> with her, I want to think, real-life best friend, Tony Schiavone.
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah. So this, this all,
1: I don't know if I told you this When we, when we watched Dublin or Nothing This all sort of stems From a promo Like a video package They did about a year ago Where mm. her and Tony Just went on a spa day together Because she was on a spa day And Tony was interviewing her And but he was interviewing her Whilst also being on the spa day <laughs>
0: Amazing <laughs> And um,
1: ever since then they've just, they've just been like On screen Really good friends Even though like Tony's like obviously a face And she's obviously a heel They have yeah, this like, yeah, sort yeah. of Weird like Interlinking friendship That sort of transcends <laughs> this, And he's like blind To her horrible shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great and he does you see past he, that he does the little DMD finger thing with her and everything uh, yeah yeah so they Wholesome. talk they talk about um well they're, they're about to be interviewed and then Vicky Guerrero puts in and um, she says to Britt Baker the only thing she's shown is that she can she's happy eating cheeseburgers and you know she demands um that Nyla should be she should be the champion yeah and then Brit, Brit sort of laughs herself I was like oh yeah that's funny because you know um we have like, you know, you'll just get the title. You have to like earn the title. so <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's a very good point. Uh, and, Brit, and Brits' road to the title was very much based on her saying like, "Look, I'm ranked this, I'm ranked this, I'm ranked this," yeah. and it yeah. was very much a case of right, I'm going to work my way up in the rankings
0: to be started normal. from the bottom. Yeah, you way up, and now yeah. she's basically
1: in denial. Like, yeah, you you got to you got to do what um do what what, I did what <laughs> I did. Yeah. So then um. Vicky said that she, obviously she brought Andrade into AEW so Tony goes her a favour she asked mm. for a match and so next week is it next week?
0: I think it was next week yeah
1: next week it's going to be her and well, it's going to be Britain Rebel versus Nyla and Vicky Guerrero
0: damn when was the last time Vicky Guerrero was in the ring?
1: well I don't, is she going to wrestle or is she just going to sort of stand there? I don't know <laughs> and that's it yeah so there we go so that's the that's match we're getting next week I mean that's going I think there's going to be some fuckery there Oh, of
0: course, yeah. yeah, I mean, she got someone in by. Proxy well, could, to could that, could that surprise that
1: um, That Andrade talked about be a factor? I mean, could it, could it be Sonia and Vega?
0: Do you That's know? A I'm not,
1: shout. She did like the tweet and like uh, the internet went fucking
0: crazy. Ooh. So we will see. That'd be quite fun. So that, yeah, it's got me excited for whatever that is. Absolutely.
1: Oh, actually, there you go. Um, on June 30th, when. Um, when Dynamite returns to Wednesday nights Hmm. we're going to have Mira versus Brian Pillman doesn't say whether it's for the belt or not but apparently that's a match that got announced
0: Sway there we go
1: and that's also going to be that match as well Baker and so that's not next week the the women's match the tag match that's that's going to be the third so it's Britt Baker and Rebel versus Vicky and Nyla Mira versus Brian Pillman Jr and MJF versus Sammy Guevara not off I'll have a bit bit of that yes please (laughs) Um, and then obviously on Saturday we have Omega versus Jungle Boy and also hang on those hubs and for that. Um, next, we have a really cool, like, sort this of was sp- superb, like, split video package. Oh, man. Of, like, FTR and Power and Powerful,
0: both sort of, like, sort of showcasing their sort of life experiences and how they got to where they are now but have have had really hard like upbringings and, and home lives and stuff like that well, really like in, to... but in totally
1: different ways so like FDR yeah. very much said, said like, yeah yeah we're from like literally the middle of fucking nowhere and like we yeah. have to work really hard to make anyone give a shit about us because we're not from like anywhere fancy mm. and we're just two southern guys trying to trying to get on with wrestling Brother brought yeah. powerful like yeah we're from New York but you know we have to grow up in this horrible
0: environment where like there was crime everywhere yeah, and like, yeah, and, like yeah. we have to escape these horrible systems like he says like oh, I I didn't think I'd make it to like the age of 25 or something like that and that was awesome really really good and then like um, Cash
1: was saying oh yeah what have Proud and Powerful done since they have been in AW you know the whole the sort sort of feud the, the, the sort of venom in this feud is FTR saying to proud and powerful yeah but where's your title ring like when, yeah. when were you when were you tag jumps in A2? i think they
0: said like we've we've done more in the last six months than you did not have done in the last two years yeah. and then proud and powerful turn around and go like we've been here since the beginning if it wasn't for us like you wouldn't have the options that you have now like we've yeah. paved the way for other tag teams here this is quality this was so so well shot really good really intense really like impassioned like proud and powerful
1: called. one of the best face promos like, even when they were heels oh, yeah. they were one of the they're best just, face promos really in the tag <laughs> yeah, division yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's yeah. insane um yeah and then we have a, a very quick um little video package totally unrelated about a massive show they're doing in new york which you know might be a yeah. big bit we don't know um <laughs> and this is in the arthur ash stadium in mm-hmm. Queens, New York. And damn, that's gonna be a cool show in that arena.
0: It's gonna be really, really cool. I was reading up about the the Ashe Stadium. It's where they have the is it the US Open. Oh it's okay. There? Yeah. And basically is that the Golf. Uh no, sorry. Not the US Open. The the tennis event, whatever oh, the yeah. whatever the, the, the big US tennis event is, but that's where they have it. Um that, but could, also, that,
1: could, be, that could also be the US Open. I know they use that terminology for quite a few things, don't they? Yeah,
0: yeah um but there's there's they don't basically don't allow any other kind of sporting events there like it's tennis that's pretty right. much it so like and there's been loads of kind of like um petitions but kind of like offers made and and stuff like that so oh, can we have this event here that event here and they don't allow anything so the fact that they've managed to get a wrestling event in there is yeah.
1: huge tony tony got the again. together i see <laughs> love it um, yeah, it's going to be a really cool show. They've already sold nearly twelve thousand tickets for that as well, which is pretty cool. awesome. So it's going to be a real packed show. I think a lot of people were saying so. This was they've they this is the event that they finally landed all of the carried over tickets from last year's Blood and Guts show that never happened. Oh, okay. So all the people who have been like holding on and holding on, because that was meant to be in New York, and I think this is the show they've said, well, this is the one we're going to offer you tickets for. Right, so right. I think I think they've, they've already bulk like moved over a lot of people, so it's going to be and it's yeah. going to be full of rabid, thirsty AEW fans. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's
0: gonna it's, be pretty um, cool. it's got a capacity. I was looking up twenty three thousand, so it's a decent size. Yeah, I think we um, said it's about fourteen. By the time
1: they fit it out for wrestling, by the
0: time they put like yeah, the, yeah. the backstage
1: areas in and stuff, so yeah, it's it, it'll probably it will it will sell out and it's going to be it will, it's gonna be glorious to see that.
0: Oh, you know? mate, the the picture of it when it looks full is is unreal. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. Very excited for that.
1: Um, so next up, speaking of big endorsements, we've got um, Smart Mark Sterling and his client Jade Cargill. Got a little <laughs> promo. Um, <laughs> so he said, of Sterling saying the monetization plan is going great. They're thrilled to announce that Jade has partnered up with Toronto Four Seasons, uh, a single hotel. He said it's great because her opponents can stay there after she knocks them out. Um, and Mark drops the he said you can use discount code that bitch to, uh, to get some money off. Um, obviously, she, she says it's just really cool. It's just a really cool program, Just picking Jade up and then she says because she's that bitch, uh,
0: you know, which is her yeah. kind of thing. That's her thing.
1: <laughs> Again, she looks like a million dollars. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She's doing a really good job of like building her up slowly, protecting her. She's had a few matches in mm. the dark now. They haven't rushed her back to dynamite, which has been great. The have has sort of developed naturally, which I yeah. think is
0: a really smart move. She but, had that much at double or nothing, didn't she? I can't remember who it was against. Was it on double or nothing, or was it on the dynamite just before double or nothing? I uh, think it was down before she was. That oh, was it?
1: Yeah. yeah. But no, it's um, it's it's working really well. But I think putting giving her a mouthpiece as well is helping her a lot, just, yeah. having, just having someone to bounce off with their promos, I think makes her a lot more comfortable. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's 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 been a real success so far. The the, the Jade Cargo project has been, been really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, and that takes us on to tonight's main event. So we have yeah Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers, that being obviously Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, versus Eddie Kingston, Punished Kazarian, and Penta El Cero Miedo Indeed.
0: Yeah, uh, this was fun, man.
1: Again, it was a, a kind of a hectic match. It sort of devolved, oh, it, it, it devolved into fuckery.
0: <laughs> it got to the point where it was absolute chaos, and I was like, the referee's lost control here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who the legal man is. I'm sure all the rules have been broken. Someone should have been disqualified already. <laughs> yeah
1: AEW takes a very bend but don't break approach to tag match rules um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you can get away with a lot uh, I love so many things I love about this um, Matt wrestling with his like leather Kangol flat cap on <laughs> that's just great I mean oh, the, 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 the books are absolutely reveling and they're like prick characters which is I was gonna
0: say they're fully fully embrace this like it makes me want to hate them and that's the point and they're doing it very well <laughs> yeah
1: um, obviously Don Callis smoozes of the commentary um yeah, yeah and it's just it just it was just a, a really fun match
0: yeah it's cool it's um i haven't seen much of eddie kingston's like in ring work like a loads of penta stuff and a fair amount of casarians um yeah it, it looked cool like, i just love the way he's kind of There was a bit where Matt Jackson was sort of firing up on him and it was just no selling everything and just standing up, just being like, keep doing it, keep hitting me, see what happens. (laughs) Just batters him and Matt Jackson overselling like a madman and just it's just so over the top. Like like you said about the match earlier, just overbooked to hell, but highly amusing. Um, Yeah, and then you have like
1: a little bit on the outside and it all spills outside and then Eddie's like biting Carl Anderson on the neck (laughs) (laughs) as everyone else just sort of fights off. Um, Yeah, I'd say Matt Jackson doing his best like Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. Oh
0: mate, there was a couple of moments there where he was just like his legs were made out of elastic. He was just all over the place.
1: (laughs) It was a nice bit in the middle where you had Kingston and Gallows facing off each other and they were trying to hoss each other off their feet.
0: um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: which is cool um, obviously it sort of suffered a bit like without if you take one of the books out you don't get the books bits you don't get yeah. all the double teams yeah. so it, it sort of slows the match down a bit obviously yeah yeah and Carl, the, Carl Anderson is, is a capable wrestler Doc Gallows Doc Gallows but mm. they're not they're not the young books <laughs> you no. know so no, you're not no, going to no. get that quite that whippy sort of exciting style yeah yeah you've got, you got Penta in there Penta, Penta was gonna say good in this match
0: yeah yeah he did
1: i enjoyed it uh kaz you know you always forget how good a wrestler kaz is when you see him when you see him go like this as well you you, you put him in a match like bigger guys just like slower guys like and he really does stand out and um weirdly carl anderson oh so the finish obviously nick jackson who is let to not be in the
0: building obviously Mm. pops up in a a board meeting apparently yeah don Callis. (laughs) he
1: pops up with a deep heat and uh, sprays Penta in the face with it towards the ending, wow. um, and that allows Carl Anderson to hit like a, a top rope cutter. Yeah, man, that looks cool. Yeah, that looks really good. And Carl Anderson gets the win. Pins Penta clean in the middle of the one, clean, but you know, pins Penta smack That's... bang in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah. as clean as you can expect from a, a good brothers main event. From a, I was going
0: to say from, <laughs> given the people involved.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, looked like as as the pin was going on, like so. He spray Nick Jackson sprays Penta and then Penta sort of sells it for a couple of seconds. Like, yeah. Carl Anderson hits the cutter and then as he's going for the pin, Matt Jackson's just like on the outside, like Christ, like with his arms out, and Nick Jackson just sprays <laughs> the <laughs> deep eath on his chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some, oh, uh, man. like said, the, the, the character work in the books these last like, couple of months since the tent Outstanding. Been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> they really give a great sense of, of like how how like detestable and like smug and like horrendous they are it's it's great
0: <laughs>
1: um, but yeah uh, I mean it wasn't it wasn't like a five star match or anything but it
0: was just it was just good fun that's it exactly that's what you want it's entertainment it's meant to be fun yeah and the heel stands exactly tall so
1: you want to see him you know he just builds up notches up the, the sort of irritation you just want to see him get their ass kicked that little tiny exactly. bit more exactly
0: yeah yeah that no, was fun all in all I enjoyed that a lot Really yeah. did <laughs>
1: Uh right, so that's that's Dino. that's that's it in the books. Um Troy, can you would you like to give me your highs and lows of the evening, please sir?
0: Yeah. Um I'm gonna say my low um Julia Hart and Penelope Ford. Just I, I don't really know much of them. It didn't on, on. The, I think it was more about the aftermath in that, like yes. kind of mirror coming out, and and it's setting up for Pillman against him. Um, match itself was was absolutely fine, but I think in a card where everything else really had its place, like there was story behind every match on yeah. this for the most part, uh, and this was the only one where it didn't feel like that. The match itself was fine. Um, I just found everything else a hell of a lot more entertaining. Um, my high is the cage fight. Hager and Wardlow, everything from the presentation uh, to like the, the actual match itself. Um, I was intrigued as to how they were going to go about this, and yeah, I've really, really enjoyed that. What were yours? Cool. Oh, I'm really struggling for a low like it was. It, we've had a few of these dynamites over the last
1: few months where like It's been very. It's been just like decent across the board. There's been nothing exceptional, but there's been yeah. nothing really poor uh, yeah. at the same yeah. time. It's just all been like solid. Um, and they're really hard to pick. Like you can easily just elevate one thing and like say, oh well maybe I enjoyed that a bit more. But like trying mm-hmm. to find something that I didn't like. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the the low hanging fruit is probably the, the Cody match, isn't it? Because
0: because what? Because, because it's COVID. <laughs>
1: but then it was a guy's, but it was a guy's debut and he did really well, so I can't really ding that. Yeah. Uh, again, similarly, I'm, I'm not going to knock the women's match because Julia Hearth, again making a Dynamite debut, being 19 years old. It was,
0: yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. Really yeah.
1: Really sound match. Yeah. Um. Even like the backstage stuff, I didn't really dislike any of that. Um. I mean, I could always just say my low was the fact that Jake Hager beat Wardlow because I like—I think Wardlow needs to be protected and pushed to the moon. Mm. Um, but not, yeah, nothing, got, not, nothing on the match itself. And for my high, I'm going to have the. Um, four minutes of Mayhem Orange Casty versus Shakara <laughs> um, Fun Fest. Funfest. Um, fun Fest. <laughs> because it just it, you know, it, it wrestling doesn't always have to be serious and, and nah. you know murderly. It just it can just be fun. It can be as fun as an alien pooping a, a weird bleach blonde herd <laughs> in the nose and befuddling him. And then um a pretty man cradling a Brazilian dude's dead body <laughs> in the ring afterwards. You know, we, we can we can just have that and enjoy it. It's fine.
0: Oh man.
1: Yeah, that was quality. <laughs> it just, it gave me all the emotions in four minutes. It did more in four minutes than a lot of matches do in twelve. <laughs> yeah, for, for better and for worse. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's um, that's the that's the the, the stopper on a, a fairly. Um, it's been a weird. So AEW's been a bit of a weird holding pattern. These last few weeks, obviously the, the show's been moved to Friday nights, and it's it's airing late as well. This is finishing around midnight US time.
0: Oh really? Yeah,
1: because I was going to watch it the other week and it didn't. It didn't start till three AM UK time.
0: Oh crikey! Yeah.
1: So it's it's getting pushed to the graveyard shift. So it's it's a bit of like a weird
0: energy. Like it's almost like they're keeping the they're they keeping don't the... want to throw all their eggs in. Knowing yeah, that it's they're sort of keeping, later like, than keeping some of
1: the wood dry. You know, for like when it comes That's back it. to prime
0: time. Yeah, so yeah.
1: It feels like we're getting a bit of like a, a sort of a hodgepodge. It, it feels very much like at the start of the pandemic when it was like, oh fuck, right, who have we actually got here and what, what what show can we put together? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I describe it as having like a bit of like a, a high school like play sort of effect mm. like, like what have we got what can we make out of this and think yeah. like, what can we send out onto the stage to die <laughs> um so but i think it's
0: like you say like throughout july they've got those ones where they're basically doing like a kind of tv special week after week it feels like they're building towards a lot of those to make them a bigger deal yeah got, so it,
1: it's like... kind of all go now so it's like the back to wednesdays and then it's like the, the four specials in july and then that's it they're on the road again so that's it and then yeah. it's, you think then, but you really, the sky's the limit and we're back to, we're back to week in week out bangers. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah, man. We've got through this sort of like difficult sort of post. It's such a shame that it came after the pay-per-view because the pay-per-view was so hot. Yeah, and yeah. then to have the momentum like literally ripped away from them and shoved mm-hmm. to a different time slot and been, put, been made to put on these sort of like, yeah, not B shows, bad. but like, you know. Sort no,
0: they're just they're, like you say, it's kind of like a holding pattern. So it's just like, well, who else can we put on this that we wouldn't, normally and it's good like it's it it kills a bit of that momentum post pay-per-view but also it gives people as you said with several of these matches a chance to shine on dynamite and show what they're about where they wouldn't normally because if dynamite was back on its regular time slot straight after double or nothing some of these people you may not be seeing on them. Oh, you mean, you wouldn't have the
1: the wingman, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have Julia Hart, you wouldn't have, you know.
0: So there's, there's an upside, there's an upside to it in in that sense.
1: Yeah. Um, and like you said, it shows how, I mean, I'm a, I'm a *Died in the Wolf* fanboy here, but it shows how spoiled we are by the quality of, of the show that AEW puts on. Yeah. Like, even when it drops down to like a decent two hours of wrestling, it feels <laughs> yeah. like a massive downgrade. You yeah. know? Yeah, that's that, but, that's but, crazy. But, yeah. but when you look at it objectively, you're like, "Oh, actually, that's still a really good show, and there's mm-hmm. nothing really wrong with it."
0: So, yeah, 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 nah, quality
1: stuff. Right, that's going to do it for us, I think. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me this week, Troy. I hope you enjoyed your your foray into the world of ACW. Uh, I did. I'm going to be back for some more. (laughs) Um, And yeah, um, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, Let us know uh, what you thought of this show and, in fact, maybe the entire Friday run of All Elite Wrestling on our Discord, Facebook, etc. All the details are on the little advert. And yeah, uh, thanks for joining us. Stay safe, enjoy wrestling, and we'll see you all very soon.
0: Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors.
1: Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasty Brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale, and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toprowbrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off and proceeds of your purchase do go to step
0: your cancer charities.